Jeff Hudson. Welcome to the Relational Podcast, where we learn to measure, understand, and build successful business and service relationships. It's a billion-dollar risk, and it may soon be headed to your defined contribution retirement plan. Today, we'll learn how getting your participants involved in a retirement plan's regular performance review can mitigate your litigation risk. My friends at CEM Benchmarking have published an excellent new white paper titled Prepare Today to Protect Your Defined Contribution Plan Tomorrow. In it, they outline key strategies to help defined contribution plan sponsors guard against fiduciary litigation. Their study found that fiduciary liability insurance companies paid nearly a billion dollars in settlements in 2020. This includes $330 million spent in attorneys' fees. I won't be discussing all CEM's findings and recommendations today, but I encourage you to download the free white paper from their website at cembenchmarking.com. While a billion dollars in settlements is eye-popping, it also represents a fracture in participants' relationship with the retirement plan. And that relationship is something you can measure and manage. Now, I'm not so naive or idealistic as to believe that each lawsuit filed represents purely altruistic motivations. But I am a firm believer that transparency and listening to those you serve can build the awareness and relationships you need to help avoid litigation. In short, planned decision-making made on a solid foundation of participant input is the right thing to do, regardless of its ability to mitigate risk. Now, before you tune me out, I'm not suggesting that we use surveying as some form of election in which participants directly select investment options available in their plan menu. Rather, I'm suggesting it's an excellent way to listen to your participants. One CEM recommendation is that you find a way to prove that you've aligned your investment lineup with participants' needs and expectations. This recommendation has two key words, participant needs and their expectations. So first, let's talk about participant needs. Plan sponsors often have excellent data at their fingertips to assess participant needs. With an understanding of participants' age, income, deferment amounts, and total retirement savings, we can get some idea of what they need to secure a livable retirement. I know a few plans that have used this idea to complete excellent income replacement and retirement readiness studies. If you've not done one for your plan, you should consider it. Much of my research has involved participants in hybrid plans with both defined benefit and defined contribution components. Given the prospect of earning a good pension at their employer's risk, these participants may, in theory, have the opportunity to take greater risk in their defined contribution investments. Depending on their pension formula and retirement goals, you could even call taking on more risk a definite need. Based on that knowledge, a hybrid plan sponsor could conclude that their investment menus can, and perhaps should, incorporate more risk. If we were strictly rational creatures, we could leave it there, with the math telling us our participants need to take on more investment risk to be ready for retirement. And that gets us to the sticky issue that participant expectations may seem contrary to their needs. Expectations often are based on emotion, and those feelings may have their foundation in current life circumstances or past experiences, such as growing up in poverty. Plan-specific participant expectations can be measured and understood through solid research. It can explain why your participants select a particular self-directed investment option, even if it appears not to be in their best interest. To mitigate your legal risk, don't skip this step. I've enjoyed presenting research at national conferences, and I've learned a great deal from others' research at these gatherings. But you cannot assume that studies done with other plans 
reflect the sentiments and expectations of your participants. Natural research can provide excellent benchmarks for your plan-specific research, but it is risky to use it as a replacement for asking your participants what they expect. Let me give you an example. A few years ago, I was involved in a discussion regarding why so many of a plan's participants were invested entirely in a stable value fund-like investment option. The answer began with an understanding that new participants had defaulted into that option for many years before target date funds became the default. The reasonable assumption, based partly on national engagement research, was that these participants were entirely disengaged and unaware of where their money was invested. It seemed it could be in their best interest to re-enroll them in an appropriate target date fund. Plan-specific research, however, revealed an unexpected risk. While it confirmed that many participants did not know how their funds were invested, it also revealed that a large number were fully aware of where their funds were invested. This aware group felt a loss of principle more than a loss of potential gains. They could be expected to oppose re-enrollment very loudly. Understanding this did not change the plan's investment lineup, but it prompted a successful and award-winning education campaign to narrow the gap between participant expectations and their apparent needs. And this is how participant research can help mitigate litigation risk. By understanding your unique participants, you can identify and address risks that are not apparent through analysis of the plan data alone. Seeking this understanding allows you to prove that you've aligned your investment lineup with both participant needs and expectations. It mitigates your risk, and let's face it, it's the right thing to do. Thank you for listening to another Relational Gravity podcast. Remember, it's about relationships always. Always.